Hi, this is Lynn Hardy, and I'm here at our Agape meeting. Today, we are going to be talking about hidden demonic spirits, hidden attachments, what they look like, and how to get rid of them. So most of us know that demons can interfere in our life. Well, I wouldn't say most, but if you're not aware of that, please go back and watch last week's video, which will explain all the Bible verses and explain thoroughly uh, how demons can be even in the life of a Christian and giving them issues. Just because we have Jesus as our Lord doesn't mean the enemy doesn't want to attack us. As a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. It means he's looking for a way to attack us, to take us out of commission for the kingdom of God. So today we're going to talk about a brand new tool that we have discovered in the courts of heaven. It is hidden demons. So we've had people come into our courts now for almost a year, for nine months, maybe 10 months. And after a time, they're healed and made whole in many ways. Um, they receive a lot of breakthrough. However, often there's one area that they just can't seem to get breakthrough in. And they'll come back for, and receive charges again and again, but yet not receive breakthrough. So one of our wonderful team members received a revelation from the Holy Spirit um, that about this need for a breakthrough, about why it wasn't happening. It was like, you know, when they come into the courts, they would get charges, they would respond to those, and it would go away for a little while, and then it would pop back up. And it would be slightly different, but kind of the same, and it would go in and get charges, and it would go away, and it would come back. And so it would keep constantly resurf resurfacing. So um, what we discovered was that this was what we call a hidden attachment, a hidden demon that was bothering them. It's a demon that will come up and trouble you and then leave when you repent and, and it'll seem like it's gone only to resurface a short time later. This is one form of a hidden attachment. Another form is an impersonation. Demons actually love to impersonate the Holy Spirit. I don't know why, <laughs> but they do. One of the most common things um, that can lead Christians astray are hearing from the Holy Spirit, but it's not actually the Holy Spirit. It's a demon in disguise. Now, I've talked about this before, once before, and, and I read an article about it, and it was the best article with the most uh, descriptive, description, ah, descriptive vision I've ever heard of this. And it, it, the guy said he saw it as a, an eyeball, and it was bouncing around in front of Christians, leading them on a merry chase. You know, so they would think that they're supposed to go this way, but then they'd run into a ditch. And they're supposed to run this way. And, then, and it, what this demon's whole point was, was to imitate the Holy Spirit, lead them off on a wild goose chase, so they could never reach their destiny for God. So there are, there are demons that will specifically imitate the Holy Spirit and are hidden um, from who they are. And then there is also a hidden attachment. So let's talk about the one that imitates our beloved Holy Spirit. So just last week, maybe a week or two or two ago, <laughs> I had a demon pull this on me. It was quite startling. So many of you have probably heard the story. I told it um, after the meeting last week. So please bear with me as I repeat it for our audience now. After the meeting, we have a question and answer period where you can ask questions. 
So if you ever get a chance, join us on Tuesdays at 1. You can find our website at agape-cf.org and find out our, about our meeting times and how to join um, and where, where you, can stay, you can stay for the question and answer period. But today, um, let's continue about what happened last week. <laughs> so um, I had been undergoing trials and tests, um, correction by the Lord for about a month. It was three weeks, it was more than three weeks. And this correction came in the form of vertigo. <laughs> I mean, it hit me so hard. Um, I actually start when I started off, it was so bad that I would puke if I tried to move around too much. I threw up twice, um, but it got better and then it would come back. And so it'd only be better for like a day or two and then something else would happen. So the things that were happening, um, I found out the reason why it was vertigo, um, the, through a dream, God revealed that I'd been poisoned, um, by, by a demon by an attack of the enemy and that uh, during this time the correction when it came it would come in the form of vertigo and i made the mistake of saying that all my correction would come in the form of vertigo <laughs> to a couple people and boy did i get corrected on that i got vertigo because of that and the holy spirit spoke very clearly he said do you really want to have this experience every time you go the wrong direction and i said no i quickly repented no lord i thank you that you correct me face to face like you did moses that the holy spirit corrects me firmly but gently because i didn't want that so anyways this went on for quite a while i was corrected of two or three small little things and then then one day um i was up hunting with my husband and as i went to go lay down on the couch on my left side um, all of a sudden vertigo hit again. I went, what? Really? Come on. <laughs> Holy Spirit. What is going on? Help me. Why? Why is this happening again? What did I do wrong? So as I lay there with my eyes closed, the form of the Holy Spirit that I know is the grown adult of the Holy Spirit form appeared right before me. I mean, it was like right before my face and he was laying down on his side like me. And it was so clear. It was like I was looking at him in, you know, alive. It was just perfectly clear. And so as I laid there and looked face to face with him, I began talking to him and I just got this like little off feeling. And I do this occasionally just, you know, just cause. And I, I, I tested the spirit. I said, um, Holy Spirit, do you confess that Jesus um, came to came to earth in the flesh and the vision laughed for a long time but it wasn't like the normal holy spirit laugh i've never seen the grown version of the holy spirit laugh it's only been the, the child size version and there was just something a little off about it but while he was laughing my little dog distracted me and i, I got distracted and, and then came back took care of that and came back and then he was finishing up what he was saying and we continued to talk for a couple minutes and then I, I remember that I didn't actually hear him say that he, that he confessed that Jesus came in the flesh. So I said, oh, forgive me, Holy Spirit. I just have to ask one more time. Do you confess that Yeshua, Hamashiach, that's Jesus's name in Hebrew, and it's probably Hamashiach. I'm just not good at doing that. <laughs> you know? So Jesus, uh, Yeshua, Hamashiach, the, the Son of God, has come to the earth in the flesh. So at that point, the vision began to crumple like it was a piece of paper. And these lines, static lines, ran through it, like lines on a TV. And then it just wadded up into a ball and disappeared. And I went, Holy Spirit, 
Where did you go? What happened? You know, and so clearly over my, my, le my right shoulder, I heard so clearly that wasn't me. And the voice was filled with the love that the Holy Spirit always comes to me with. And I went, it wasn't you. Well, how come that it had a right to come to me? I was panicked. I was like, why did it come to me when I called for you? And he said, because you gave it a place. Now I was really upset. I was like, why? How did I give the Spirit a place in my life? And he said, because you obeyed it. And so quickly to my mind came um, the memory of sharing different posts in these different groups, you know, that I'm, uh, I'm a part of. And when I did that, I didn't think I was obeying the, Holy, the voice of the Holy Spirit. I just thought it was a good idea. I thought it was a good, a good idea that occurred to me. But in reality, it was a thought that was placed there by that spirit, an encouragement to walk in the flesh and do it myself rather than wait on you guys to share things, other people to share and comment. I did it myself. And that was, that was taking it in the flesh instead of letting God have it. And so that's why that spirit had a place. So um, the Holy Spirit, so now I knew. So I quickly repented. I just, right then, I repented forever listening to it and pled the blood of Jesus over it and asked the Lord to throw out any cases and, and got rid of that spirit. That's how easy it is. But you have to be willing to repent for listening to that voice. Now, I've seen this happen to other Christians as well. Some of them get really offended. There was a seer that I um, used to work, used to interact with a lot, and it came to my attention that some of the things she was saying that she heard from the Holy Spirit didn't line up with the Word of God. And I would tell her that I'd be like, "Oh no, that wasn't the Holy Spirit because the Word of God says this." And she would get very upset. How dare you? I've been hearing from the Holy Spirit for 40 years. I know what his voice sounds like. How dare you tell me that wasn't the Holy Spirit? Well, <laughs> eventually we parted ways. <laughs> so, um, but it can happen to anyone. And so one of the times was that she um, thought she heard the Holy Spirit tell her to buy a lottery ticket. And so she said, she heard the voice say, um, at the next corner, buy a lottery ticket. Well, there's a little tiny shop that she couldn't quite see right on that corner around the edge of it that had a, a shop that was selling lottery tickets. So she ran in and bought two tickets, like the voice told her. When she told me about this, I said, well, this is a good way to find out if you've been only hearing from the Holy Spirit or if, you've, or if there's a spirit imitating the Holy Spirit trying to talk to you and convince you to do things. If you win then you know it's the Holy Spirit. If you don't, it wasn't the Holy Spirit you were hearing from. So sure enough, she didn't win and um, she didn't want to repent either. So, oh well, that's, but that's all you have to do is say, oh, okay, now I realize I'm listening to a voice that's not the Holy Spirit. Just repent for any time you've ever done it. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to you where you've gone astray. And you can get rid of any hidden demons that are impersonating the Holy Spirit. It can be very subtle. It can seem very innocent. But one of the two ways, one is the way that I, I, I did, which is testing the Spirit. Ask if you're having a conversation with it. Test it. See if they will confess Jesus came in the flesh. They will try and avoid the question. They will get upset at the question. They won't answer it. Because if they confess Jesus has come in the flesh on the earth, they have to admit that he has power over them. So they'll flee instead. 
However, if it's one of the Trinity, I just had that happen today. I, um, in when we were worshiping, I saw the Lord and I was dancing with him. But because of my recent experience, <laughs> I did ask him while I was dancing with him. I asked him um, if he confesses that uh, Jesus, the Son of God, has come in the flesh upon the earth. You know what his answer was? He smiled and he said, I did. Um, I, or he said, I did, I have, and I will come again. So, and so the Lord confessed that he has come in the flesh. Or he said, yes, he has, yes, I did, and yes, I will come again. So you just have to listen for what they're saying. The other way to test if whether or not it's the Holy Spirit or an impersonation is does it come true? And did it line up with the word of God? If you hear something and it's not according to the word, you know it's not from God. He's not going to contradict his written word. So it does it line up with the characteristics and the written word of God? Does it, did it come true? Did it actually happen? If it doesn't happen, it wasn't the Holy Spirit. And third, um, you can always test the spirits by saying, you know, do you confess that Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, has come in the flesh? So that is the very first way. The second way, the way that we discovered with our teammates, is that even after going to the courts of heaven, even after clearing charges, sometimes a demon can remain hidden. So we had two team members who were experiencing this over and over, this cycle pattern that they couldn't get breakthrough. They felt like there's still something hindering them. So we ran to the courts to see if it was a demon or just part of life. Well, we actually did it for more for all our team members. Well, actually, some of them said it was they had they didn't have charges. <laughs> they didn't have a demonic attachment. They had encouragement. So never be afraid to go to the courts. If you want to find out if it's a demon or something else, it's just a trial or a test or a part of life. God will make that perfectly known in the courts. Um, but if we've stepped out of line somewhere, if the enemy has access, we'll find that out too. So at our team member visit, the very first person uh, we asked if we asked in a brand new way. It was um, inspired by, by the Holy Spirit. So we're in the courts. Um, the Holy Spirit had been talking to me and this other team member about this. And I've been listening to what he was saying. And as we came into the courts, instead of just asking for any spirits to come forward who had, who had a claim, I demanded that any spirit who has a place, either now or one in the future, if they have a place in this person's life, we de I demanded that they come forward and state their claim. That even hidden spirits that were not active step forward and state why you have access to this person. So at the first, um, the first person we did, we, I, I actually saw a demon in the courts. I don't see them all the time, but occasionally I do. <laughs> so I saw a demon appear and it was fully formed. <laughs> and then it reduced to a puddle and it, you could hardly see it. And then it would pop up again a, a short distance away. So this was a hidden demon. That's what they do is they exert influence and then they go underneath the surface and hide. They're flat. They have no influence. And then they pop up someplace else. So yes, there was a hidden demon. Um, the team member received their charges. It was the Holy Spirit really helped and guided us to where this was gaining access so that the team member could repent. 
Next team member steps forward. Now this is funny. <laughs> let's, let's call this next team member Judy. Judy gave us the perfect example of how and why a spirit can remain hidden. The first thing that happened when, we, when, we, when I demanded that the spirits come forward and, and state any claims they would claim in the future even, Judy herself heard, oh crap. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit doesn't use that word. The Holy Spirit will not say that. What she was hearing was that demon. She heard its response. That demon was there when we took care of the other hidden demon and knew that he was going to have to step forward, knew that he'd been found out. And he was not happy about it, right? Um, so then a couple team members saw a few different things. One saw a pair of eyes on her back. The back represents things in our past um, and also represents our strength. So this was a, uh, and the eyes represent a watcher demon. So um, then another team member saw that she was running to and from things um, very quickly, that she was distracted from her destiny. So we found out what type of demon it was, what its job was, um, and, and how it was influencing her. It was causing her to be disorganized, to be unfocused, to be unable to continue forward in her destiny. So as we received these things, Judy began to explain. And she first talked about an old boyfriend, how he used to stalk her, but that was a long time ago. That had been in her life for a long time. And then she also explained that this couldn't possibly be that demon that used to be attached to her because that demon had been gotten rid of, that there was a friend's mother when she was a small teenager, not a small teenager, you know, young adult. Um, there was a friend's mother who was a spiritualist who did a cleansing of their, their house and that demon sang a goodbye song to her. So no, 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 this couldn't possibly deal with that. Well, see, that was the Holy Spirit moving things into her mind that she needed to talk about so that everything could be put together. So if you've ever dealt with a spiritualist, there's a good chance if you were freed of a demon that you have a hidden one because a spiritualist does not do things by the name of, uh, the name of Jesus or the blood of Jesus. A spiritualist is doing it by other methods. And when you put that faith in that spiritualist, what you're doing is giving that, that demon power to come and to go as it pleases, because that spiritualist has no real authority. The only authority we have is through the name and the blood. If, you know, any other way is just whitewashing something. So um, that the demon was manifesting itself through the boyfriend because he was a stalker, a watcher, and he was harassing her. So that was a clear manifestation of that demon. So now she could, Judy could see how that demon was, had still remained in her life all this time. She could repent uh, for, taking, for believing and placing faith in something that wasn't God. And so that authority from that demon could be removed. And that's it. That's all she had to do. She had to confess, repent, plead the blood over these things, and bam, the, the demon is gone. This is how easy it is to get rid of a, of a demon when in the courts of heaven or any other time. The, the act of confessing and pleading the blood wiped out the sin. For those of you who aren't involved in the courts of heaven, um, when you, uh, the Bible says 
when we confess our sins, that God is faithful to forgive us, and that the blood of Jesus will cover those sins, will blot them out from all records under heaven and earth. This is why then we can ask for cases to be overruled and all authority to be removed from those demons. But as you notice, in my case, I didn't actually go to the courts. You know, I, I just asked Jesus as my advocate to take care of it. I asked the judge to overrule. I didn't actually formally do all the stuff in the courts. I just knew the right people to ask <laughs> and the shortcuts to get there. Being in the courts, though, can be very helpful, especially with people who we refer to as seers, but really are just operating in the gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, by being able to see and hear and receive from the spiritual realm, which is why we use the word seers. So it can be super helpful to have people like that in prayer, join you in prayer, and going officially to where we know we've been given access. The word tells us to go boldly before the throne of God. That's what we were doing. We were going boldly into the courts of heaven. That's the only place in heaven that we're allowed to go boldly into is the throne where the courts are. So we go boldly there in prayer. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes and reveals what we need to know so that the enemy can be overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's in Revelations uh, 12, 22, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but that's one of the things that have to happen before the tribulation can start. We need to overcome our enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The word overcome in that, um, in that Bible verse is actually means to overcome in a court of law. <laughs> and testimony is also a legal term. And the blood is what our payment is, is how we overcome him. So we are not adding anything to, um, we're not saying that there's anything more we can do. We're just appropriating everything that Jesus did with his blood in the courts of heaven. And it can be used very effectively to free people from hidden demons, from demons that have had a place in their life and who may go unnoticed for a good amount of time. So one thing, though, I want to make very clear. It is presumptuous beyond measure to assume that there is only one way for God to handle things. If it's found in his word, he can do it. He, he is bigger than we can imagine. We have a very limited experience with him. So these are a couple of different ways that you can handle hidden spirits. It might not be only two, but the ingredients must always be the same. The name and the blood and turning from that which gives the enemy access over us. As long as you have those three, the Lord can work. God can do it. And that's what we need is just to continue to appropriate all our Lord has done for us. So that is our very short and quick message today about the name and the blood and the hidden spirits and how to overcome them. We're going to now move to question and answer. But before we do, let me pray for you and pray um, for the audience. Heavenly Father, mighty God, we just thank you and praise you for the words that you have given today, for the wisdom and knowledge of your ways that you've brought forth. I ask, mighty God, 
that you be with each and every person who listens to this video. Mighty God, let the enemy be revealed and your power be displayed. Let your glory come and your grace and mercy upon your people. I thank you that these words, your words, will take root in the fertile grounds of their hearts. I thank you, mighty God, for teaching your people your ways. And as we do at the end of every meeting, God, I pray for each and every person who is given into this ministry with tithes or offerings. We know that the tithes are the tenth part. They're given for your kingdom's purpose to be done. And we thank you for each and every person who is tithing into this ministry. And we thank you, Father, that you are faithful. We ask that you open the windows of heaven and pour them out a blessing they cannot contain. For are they all not pre-all priests before you today? We ask, mighty God, if there's a hindrance to them receiving for the seeds that they're sowing, that the offerings and tithes that they're bringing, we ask that you reveal it to them. Show them, for we know that you are faithful and that if there's an issue, it's on our part. And I know each and every one of us, Father, are willing to correct our steps before you. So I thank you for blessing your people that are sowing into this ministry for the words they have heard. I thank you for opening up deeper revelation into them, for moving in their lives concerning these revelations according to your word. And I also thank you for opening their eyes to see and their ears to hear what is against them so they can be made free and they can do the work of the kingdom. In your name, Lord Jesus, I pray all of these things. Amen.